Good, good, good. It's a great day. I know it might have been stressful. Someone is joining. It's Lola Omolala. Thank you, Muscat Oman. All the way from Oman. This is amazing. This is amazing. Olajumoke from Lagos, I see you. Oh, wow. This is good. This is going to be a very interesting one. It's going to be a very, very interesting one. Um, I really want to put the title in so that we can... Uh, how do we put that in? We're talking about what? Shining a light on our relationship. And at this time, I don't know how your day has been. Um, Toronto, welcome. May have had a stressful day. If you're in Nigeria right now, I know you may have had a day where <laughs> you're queuing up for fuel or at an ATM to get the new Naira notes. It may have been a stressful day for you. Or whether you're in the UK, you're in the US, and there's just a lot going on, even in the news. Um... His word says, be still and know that I am God. And in this moment that we're <laughs> going to have this hangout, and I call it your favorite hangout, your favorite IG live, um, because it's about wisdom. The power of God is about adding value. I know today will be a powerful one, and no one will go back the same. That is my prayer. And, you know, I almost thought to myself, was it yesterday or today that I was thinking that, ah, relationships. Yes, this is February, so we talk about love and all that in this month. Um, but I was almost thinking, ah, should we talk about Nigerian situation? People should go and vote, get their cards and PVC and all of that. And that's um, important. That is important too. Uh, but today and this month, we've dedicated it to love and relationships and love we will talk about, right? Because I believe that if our souls are not healed, if 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 we can manage our marriages, for example, married our young marriages or our older marriages, if we can manage um, or live um, well or shine brightly into the lives of our significant other, into the lives of our spouses, um, how then do we want to manage a city or manage a country um, altogether, how then do we want to run for office? How then do we want to, you know, be elected and manage a whole country or manage a whole city? Or, you know, you're saying that you want to manage more people, you want to oversee more territories, but then we've not been able to govern our hearts, our own lives, our souls, and govern, if I would say, you know, put, just to put it like that, um, well, or steward well, the lives of our spouse. How do we want to live? If you cannot take care of this one single human being, not to talk about, okay, children are now being added on. How do you want to take care of a whole nation? How do you want to take care of a whole state or a whole county or local, local government? So I find out that this is still very much in order. If you can't love yourself, you can't love your spouse or the people that are in your immediate family, I mean, be kind and care for them. How would you care for a whole nation? How would you really be able to care for a whole congregation, a whole organization, or a whole city or state? So this is very much in line because it all starts at home. If there's no love in the home, if you cannot love your significant other, please, then you're not ready to export it. 
to the country and to the greater territories that you want to rule or that you want to be a leader over. I know the word says if we're faithful in little, you know that story that then we can be faithful over much. So we're talking about the little today. That very little that is very significant. Yes, that very little that is very um, um, significant. It's, it's important. And it's not about size again. It's about our starting point. It's about how faithful can we be in the small things which are not so small. And I'm telling you, small is powerful. Small is powerful. Go and ask a mosquito. <laughs> or anyone that's been bitten by a mosquito before. As tiny as it is, it can cause great havoc, right? So don't believe too small. Don't say this small family I have. Don't say this young marriage of two years. We don't even have children yet. Steward it well. Be faithful with it. Oh my God, I've started talking and I've not even read the opening scripture or anything like that. But you know me, that is, it's about sharing from the heart. It's about gisting, it's about just bringing the word in a very live and animated way. But at the end of the day, it carries the healing power because I know the anointing I carry. I know the oil of my life. I know, and I do not look down on it. Mm -hmm. Someone may say, I just, 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 just rambling. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, someone will be sending me DM. Oh, I was lifted. A burden was lifted. You know, uh, uh, um, uh, I was healed in my mind. You know, I was healed in my body. A heavy burden was lifted. Oh, I had clarity and all of that. Yes, I see those in my DMs and emails and all of that. So pay attention and let us roam. Now, when we say shine your light, um, light up your relationship. And that's what we have called it. Light up your, your relationship. And then I have to pin that. Light up your relationship. Mm -hmm. So, what does that look like? Because, yes, I've been talking about light since um, the beginning of 2023. I've been talking more about light than love, right? Because it's such a revelation. It's so powerful. When I say light needs no introduction, just show up. How does this relate to our relationships? How, how can we bring light into our relationship? I mean, when I say relationship, I'm really talking about that significant relationship. And those who are single in the house, amen. Yes, someone said, I'm already encouraged. Yep. Those who are single in the house, please pay attention. Don't say, oh, so is it one about marriage? And no. Because, yes, if you're single and you desire to get married, and you know you get married when they learn, let learn so that you don't make um, the mistakes that some of us have made. Learn, and I'm not saying that your marriage will be perfect. My marriage is not perfect. I'm a work in progress, right? But I want it to be less. I want it to be more. I want it to be brighter for you. I want you to have the right tools before you go into it. Not learn as you go and scouting around, you know, and... Um, because, yes, that happened to many of us. Um, I want you to be well armed. So stay with us. Don't say, oh, it's for married folks. No. And those of us who are young in marriage, maybe two years, five years, ten years, this is really good for us to be here and learn this. And like you all know, this year I'll be 30 years married and I'm not boasting about that because I am still a work in progress. 
So, if the Bible says in Matthew 5, 14 to 16, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Oh, you don't lamp, light a lamp up in the basket. And then verse 16 says, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. How does this relate? Let your light shine before men. You know what occurred to me? Let your light shine before your spouse, before your husband, before your wife, before your children. That covenant relationship, that significant relationship. Of course, we can talk about let your light shine before your boss at work and all of that. But we're talking about the relationship. We're talking about the family relationship now we're talking about marriage we're talking about you're in a relationship you're in courtship about to get married okay call it dating you're in a serious date or whatever you're thinking marriage and your relationship with someone right so you're already practicing so that is the relationship that we are talking about how do we light up such relationships because we must be honest that marriages i don't want to generalize but now even more than ever before things seem to be going haywire marriages seem to be going i don't know you see breakups you see uh, pastor bola thank you for joining you know you see people just things just happening people just wanting to throw in the towel even at 20 years married even at almost 30 years married, not to talk about nine months, six months, oh, people are getting separated and divorced at six months. So now it's not the longevity, but it is why is this happening? Is it that we're not, we not, don't have enough patience with each other? Is it that we were not prepared enough? Um, is it that some of us got into it and we just feel like, oh my God, I have been scammed. Or marriage is a scam. Or what? Is it like not worth it or what? We've got to talk about it because it's the smallest unit of the society. God wants healthy marriages. And so we can have healthy societies. It is connected. For so long, for so long, I've run away from talking about marriage, family and all. I know many years ago, people used to say, oh, this is my, um, you know, this is my um, area. You know, people say, this is my area, this is my area. And I say, no, it's not my area. I'll talk about it, but don't label me with the marriage minister, family, you know, minister and all of that, you know, thinking, okay, that's cheesy, thinking that, okay, yeah, that's what you expect from me, pastors, why, anyway. And I thought, yeah, I was more than that. I was called to more than that. I'm not belittling the marriage. Yeah, someone said niche. Yes, yes. And I see, okay, I'm called to more than that. But then I began to look again and say, it is very, very important. My value for the family came in, especially from my work with girls from the street, prostitutes on the street, and I found that something was really broken in their family background um, that made them vulnerable and to fall prey to abusers and um, to throw caution to the wind. I said, sure, why not? My uncle has abused me, so why can't I go sleep with men? I saw a broken and faulty marriage relationship and family relationship, and so that brought me into uh, talking more about family and marriages and all of that. But that said, cheating, I didn't say it. Still in, but it's affecting so much. <laughs> cheating, that's a big one. Someone said cheating, you didn't see that coming, but you're still in that relationship and it's affecting you so much. I pray and I hope that you are getting help. I hope that he is comfortable footies. Okay, I think this is a female that made that comment. I hope that you're getting help one-on-one. Um, -on -one. I hope that he is getting help as well um i hope he's promised that 
Um, oh my gosh. I hope sorry, I had to quickly answer someone that was like, I hope he's promised and is working at not cheating again. I hope he's trying to improve. I hope he's working on it. I hope he's not, it's not a situation where hey, I cheated and he's still continuously cheating and you are in it. You've got to look at why are you still um putting up with that? Um, is it because of your children? Is it because of... So these are things to look into. And these are things that we may not be able to totally trash today. And in two weeks time when we'll have the next life. But we will try and we will start. Because if you need one-on-one -on -one help, you have to get help. There are family coaches. There are marriage coaches. I mean, even if you have to pay something to have the attention of those who will do a thorough work with you. There are counselors who counsel for free. And there are also those who... Um, you have to pay for it. But if you know that it's what's saving your marriage, it's what's saving your life and your soul and the life of your children, and even the life of your uh, uh, partner, even that cheating partner can still be saved. If you know that it is worth it, then you're going to go for more help, deeper help. You see, by CU, knowledge ahead is the real deal. Exactly. So I'm going to be, <laughs> share a few things from my notes, but I'm going to really allow one or two people to jump in there's somebody that ahead of time um is going to jump in we had already talked about it so this is not a random jumping in now <laughs> um shining our light including shining it towards the one we are married to yep and then in ephesians 5 22 to 22 33 that is the almighty passage of scripture that we don't really like talking about because it includes that word submit I'm reading the New King James Version, and I'm not going to read another translation. I mean, there are other translations that says, wives, respect your husband, because that's what it means. There are other translations that don't use the word submit, but use another word just to cushion it, because we cringe at that word submit. We women cringe at that word, right? Um, we just don't like that word. Even at work, when they submit to your boss, you know, we feel it's a very negative word, so we run away from it. But I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm not bringing a different translation uh, this time around. Ephesians 5.22 says, Wives, submit to your own husbands, which means respect, as unto the Lord. For the husband is a head. It is a submit to a cheating husband. So let me move on. For the husband is the head of the wife. As Christ is the head of the church. As Christ is the head of the church. Christ died for the church. Christ did not cheat on the church. <clears throat> Bam. Someone should note that. The reason I know you are there, you are taking the points. Because many of these things are not in my notes. The way the Lord uses me. I speak by inspiration. And the scriptures are in my note. But half of the points are just going to be coming. And I'm going to be surprised at myself. At, at what is coming out as well. Because again, I'm a prophet. <laughs> so it says... Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, let the wives be to their own husbands, their own, 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 not another person's husband. Don't submit to the pastor any more than you submit to your own husband. Don't respect the husband any more than you respect. Don't respect my husband as a pastor any more than you respect. If you don't respect your husband at home, don't come and start respecting my husband as a pastor or any other pastor because that is not shining. That is not, it's what you do in private that you can export to the world and to the larger society. So moving on still on that scripture. Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, let wives be to their own husbands. Um, husbands, love your wives. 
just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Now, this thing is usually about like the chicken and the egg. <laughs> people say, which one goes first? Because people have argued that, no, let the man love me first, then I will submit. And this is usually in a place of counseling. And the woman or the wife will say, because now we're just not talking about men and women generally. I'm not saying that women should submit to men. That is not what the scripture said. He said, wife, submit to your own husband. Husband, love your own wife as Christ loved you. He didn't say husband or men, love all women. That way, be loving them all over the place. And he didn't say women to be, be, be submitting to men all over the place. He said, submit to your own. One person, one. That's one that you are given. That one that you chose. Because in this day and age, I don't think anybody should be forced to marry anyone. I don't think anybody should get into like arranged marriage. Though some arranged marriage work because they say in India, that's the norm. It's the culture they grew up with. It's arranged and it works out fine at the end of the day. So your own, your own, your own. Great. Thank you for typing that out. Amen. Amen. Thank God. I'm seeing some powerful singles here. God bless you. God bless you because the grace as we're speaking, the grace of this house that you're a single and you have joined. Let me just quickly say the grace is going to help you to be found. It's going to help you if you're a man to find that favor, that favored one that is for you. Amen. Now let's move on. He said, as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Mm. So men, husband, or husband-to-be, don't say she has to submit first. Before I now die for her, before I now love her. Hello. The church, there was nothing called church until Christ came. Christ died for us. Then we became the church. The ecclesia, the called out one. We were a people of God. We were people on the earth. And in the Old Testament, they were like, yeah, people um, were like Abraham and Koda identified with God. Now, but when we say church, church came after Christ came. Church is New Testament. Church is the ecclesia. Church is Christ came. <laughs> he left. He gave us the Holy Spirit and he said, now this is the church. The people that believe in me, they are the church. The, one that, the ones that accept me as Lord. <laughs> the ones that said, Christ, come and be in my heart. They are the church. They are the called out ones. So what are we saying? Okay, let's go to the Old Testament. Did Adam exist before Eve or Eve existed before Adam? Mm. Bam, 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 bam. I'm enjoying this. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Who existed first? So let's put to rest who is to do what first. Because I hear men say, my wife should submit to me first. Then she will see my love. Excuse me. That is not. Christ died for the church. We were not a lovely people. We even crucified him. We were even the ones that killed him. Oh yes. I'm not saying the church. But the people in the day. They crucified, crucified him. They crucified him. And they said, oh, sorry Lord, come into my heart. Oh, if I had known. Even the thieves that were crucified on his two sides. They said, I accept it. He said, today you will join me in paradise. They quickly took advantage of let me believe in this one. Me, I'm a sinner. You, you did nothing. They hung you here. And he said, you are saved. You will join me in paradise. So in the Old Testament, if you are the Old Testament type, I love the New Testament. I mean, Old Testament too. People like Isaiah and all that because they saw the coming of Jesus. But Lamentations, all those. I'm not, the whole Bible is good. It's complete. But for me, what I know is that Jesus came. And after he came, every other thing, I'm not saying everything before that was irrelevant. But we can compare and study and begin to see parallels. 
But I will not take the Old Testament hook, line, and sink and say, this is what I will base my life on. After Jesus has come? No. So, he came. He walked among, uh, amongst us. But he was limited. He went to the cross. <laughs> he died. And he still lives to intercede for us. So, he loved the church. And the church is the bride of Christ. It is because of that love that we are broken. It is because of that love that we respect him. It's because of that love that we are trying to say, how can I even love him back? I can't even love him back to even half or one-tenth of the love that he has given us. Or given me as a person. Now, he says, the church, husbands love your wives. Verse 25. As Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present her. To himself a glorious Lord. Present. Present. How are you going to present your wife? How are you presenting her? Eh, she's this, she's that. She's dirty, she's dead. And goes all of that. But he knew that you were the favored one. That would be able to present her. Oh, God. He said, not having spot or wrinkle or anything. But that she be holy and without blemish. Now, let's move to verse 28. He says, so husbands. Between verse 22 and 33. Wife, submit to your husband. One, right? Twice, respect husband. Husbands love your wives a number of times, three, four times. Why is the emphasis on husband? Well, let's just leave it. Because today I'm a woman, I'm sharing. But there's a guest next week. Not next week, upper Tuesday. There's a guest next week. He would have joined me today. But he's traveling. He's in transit somewhere. I know it's not Pastor Sam. It's not my husband. No, he would join me. He will, he will be on this live one day. But not in this month of February. But there is somebody. I'm not going to reveal that person. If I mention the person, then you're going to be like, wow. And that would have been today. But because he's traveling, he said, he, in fact, immediately he said, I love it. I want to be on it. So that we would, for the men, and then, then we'll be able to invite the men because there's a male guest. He's going to be on the flyer. He's not just going to jump in and he's going to be on the flyer. So that they, the men too will be able to jump because they'll be like, mm hmm. Our gender will be represented. <laughs> or people that think that, or in the case, whatever, you know, is to one side. No, because I'm a mother. I gratefully, okay, I mean, I'm not sure if I should say that. It's not, I mean, all genders are okay, but I have female, I have male, <laughs> spiritual sons and daughters, and even biological sons and daughters. So I cannot only favor women when it comes to marriage. So let's move on. Verse 28 says, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Mm. As their own bodies. So as a man, if you do not love... Yes, thank you, Teresa. A guest is coming on the 16th Thursday. That's it. And we will continue this. Yeah. So if you don't love yourself as a man, if you don't love yourself, you can't love your wife. It's because a lot of us have trauma from the past, low self-esteem, and so because we don't love ourselves, we can't love our other, our partner. We can't love. And same thing with the women. As a woman, as a, if you don't love yourself, you can't love your husband. You will struggle. You must be able to love yourself. You must be able to feel worthy. So he says, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And verse 29 says, for no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes it and cherishes it. Just as the Lord does the church. And we are members. Verse 31. For this cause, for this reason, a man, man, it didn't say woman. 
So I'm not here to dish it out to the men only, but it says a man will what? Live, live his father and mother and cleave to his wife. So a man leaves his father and mother and cleaves to his wife. The wife already, it's taken for granted that she would live and cleave. Because it's like it's not mentioned that a woman should leave her father and mother. That is already taken for granted because Eve followed Adam, even out of the Garden of Eden. <laughs> right? Because when you get married, you go. They, they say you go to your husband's house or the house you both want to set up or whatever. But you leave your father's house. You take on this man's name. Literally, right? Some leave their surname as the middle, whatever, so that their old friends can recognize them or whatever. But the man does not change his name to the woman's name. So it's already, I think, for emphasis here. Paul was writing to the Ephesians for emphasis that man, this is the reason you will leave your father and mother. They were actually quoting Christ, right? Yeah. And be joined to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. He says it's a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you so love his own wife as himself. For emphasis again. And the wife see that she respects her husband. Hello. So, I don't know what is not clear about that. Love your wife. In loving her, she would be able to respond to that love. She would be able to reciprocate. She would be able to eventually love. <laughs> I remember Bishop Oedek, it was many years ago, I heard him say, I mean, I don't know how practical that is, but he just said from the pulpit somewhere that, if the devil was, if I was married to the devil, I will love him into submission. I will not so love to the point that we have no choice, you know. But that was just metaphorical. That was just, he was just trying to emphasize how much men needed to take this love thing and stop giving the excuse that my wife is a devil. And he said that even if she's a devil, love her to the point that you have no choice but to change. So, again, what are we looking at? Get rid of darkness towards your spouse. We have to get rid of the darkness in our souls, in our hearts. Because if not, hurt people will hurt the other. We've got to let the light in our souls shine and shine to the other. How do we light up our mind? By being kind to our spouse. By being tender. Be vulnerable. Man, it's okay. Husband's okay to be vulnerable. Wife is okay to be vulnerable with one another because it's in both of you in the bedroom. Both of you in the house, there is no third party. Hello. Out there you can do all the macho, but in the room, it's just both of you. You're talking, you're having a discussion. You want to pray. You want to get intimate. Hey, drop all that ego stuff. It does not make for shining. It is not light. It does not illuminate the relationship. It strengthens darkness. It invites darkness into the marriage let the light like burst forth from your heart from your soul please serve one another it takes nothing from you okay even if you're a man you 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 don't want people to know that you serve your wife you serve your wife now people then okay do it in private now because you're in the house you know she's feeling poorly 
or getting difficult to get out of bed. Do you want tea, my dear? Go get the tea. Don't sleep. What's wrong with that? No, lazy one. Just, can't you just, except if it's just for jokes, can we just be a bit kinder to one another? And right now, I'm not even talking about kind to the whole world because, yes, I'm used to say voice of love to the nations, loving the world, love, but I'm bringing it home now. I'm, bring, I'm, I'm bringing it home now. Can we just start without our significant other? Can we just start without one person and feel as if I'm going to give account of my life with this one person when I get from heaven? Yes, there is no marriage in heaven. But then, how you treated that person you were married to, they can block you. <laughs> they feel block you. That's why I say singles. Learn very well now. Learn well. Because if you're single and not married, they say, why am I not married? Well, you, are, you are getting more time to work on yourself, to practice, to hang around people who are married and see everything. I don't expect perfection from them. But if you have access to them, just learn and ask questions. Okay? But if you're single, I think... Uh, in entering heaven, some people may still be single or whatever, whatever. But I think that the angels will be like, okay, you're single. Just go, 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 go. Marry people, eh? Come here. How did you treat that man I gave you? Ah. You this man, how did you treat that woman that we gave you? Mm-hmm. Did everything. Loved on everybody, Abby. Did well, paid school fees, organization, help, but the one we give you, that one, you did bad. Stand aside while we are thinking of you and what to do with you. <laughs> we won't send you to hell, but we uh, may reduce the size of your mansion. May that not be our situation in Jesus' name. Um, I know there are loads of questions. I know, but I'm going to invite you okay, now. Um, let me see. How do we do this thing again? Why do I? Okay. Request to join in. Oh, Jumoke, please send a request. Ola Jumoke. The Ola Jumoke. That's a handle. The Ola Jumoke. Send me a request and then I'll just bring you on and then we'll do that. Yes. Choose well. Get healing so you're not projecting pain on your partner. Heal your soul. Go to therapy if you need to. Sit in the word of God if you need to, which you should. Get healing. And if you're still healing and you get married, let your spouse know I'm a work in progress. I'm still healing from X, Y, Z. And in the relationship, while you're in the relationship and all that, before you get married, your, your spouse knows. Your spouse to be knows that you're healing from something. You're a work in progress. And be like, okay, I'm on this journey with you. Let's work on this healing together. Don't hide the fact that you've had issues or you've had trauma from the past growing up or stuff like that. So it's either you wait, you're not really sure, okay, let's give ourselves more time or whatever. Let's get married and I'll help you or support you in your healing journey. He that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs 1822 proverbs 1822 proverbs 1822 yes 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 my girl my girl my girl my girl is right here let me lower this hello mama. Hello, hello her name is her name is not olajumoke her name is the olajumoke 
I wish I could be Zinike Ademi. <laughs> Z Olajumoke, that's her handle. Yes, just to differentiate that she is the one. Okay, so <laughs> you're here. I want you to, I don't know whether it's a question or you just want us to discuss, uh, you know, discuss further because um, you are, I mean, someone that <sighs> has been through this and that, but I'll let you do the talking. And you're a young person, you're a millennial, so I'm glad that you are in the age bracket that follows me. Jumoke, you're, if I guess, oh my God, I've forgotten you. 36 now. 37. Yeah, very close. I was close. I had forgotten. I was close. It's true. I should have known because it's not, I'm about to be 56 this year. So I used to think it was a whole 10 years. I remember when you came to work with me. When you came to work with me. No, a whole 20 years. Sorry. I remember when you came to work with me. I used to say, ah. You, I can give birth to you. So this is not a matter of yeah, spiritual daughters. There are spiritual daughters that are older than me than their fifties. Yes, but you, when you came to work with me, I said, hey, hey, for once, I have one that I don't have to be. That is you. I can give birth to you. At least twenty years gap. Ah. So how's it going? How's it going? How's it going? <laughs> Someone said hello, Joker. Very well. So for this marriage thing, so, uh, shine light so I don't go south. Yes, I first want to say that this is, I don't know, um, I don't know how I feel, <laughs> I don't know how I feel right now, I'm on your handle, on the same screen with you, yes, I'm trying not to, <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> you, that we, you that we've been in hotels together, we've slept in hotels together, you that we've been on flights together, you that you sat behind, beside me in Uber, in taxis, I know, both, it's, both it's, in Nigeria and abroad, you are now seeing it's because it's in front of the whole world now but then this is your time it's so amazing thank you so much ma thank you ma so um i mean i i really appreciate the opportunity like you said yes i've been i've been here i've been <laughs> i've been here i've been there and this is a very important topic and having followed you and worked closely with you and beyond even working with you just getting to know you personally you as a person you as a wife, as a mother, as a prophet, as a pastor, I mean, it's, it's not easy. And I think a question I just want to ask you is this, and it might also be a question that maybe many women um, are thinking. Um, and for some of us who've been married, who are maybe out of the marriage, the marriage is complicated, things are happening. Um, I think for some of us, the issue is, can we have it all? Because I've watched you career-wise, high flyer, you know, your home, wonderful, your kids, you know, amazing, your ministry thriving. Um, and for some of us, the problem starts when you are trying to build one part, but you're not getting the kind of support that you need mm. on the home front. So you kind of have to choose. For yeah. especially women in the professional sector, you're a professional, you're ambitious, you're a high flyer, you find yourself having to choose between what is your dream and what you feel is God's destiny and your home. Yeah. So for you, because I know you must have faced that as well. There's no way you've gotten to where you are without some kind of pushback, you know, on the home front. Yeah. So what's the, I don't know, is there a way out? Can we have it all? You seem to have it all. Is it, is it attainable for everybody? Or is there a special circumstance you have, you know, please, yeah. fantastic to hear. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you, Jumoke. Thank you. Um, I mean, to have it all is yeah, it can be tough. First of all, your choice of life partner as a woman, a choice matters. 
And I think it was last two weeks ago that I, what were we talking about that I even mentioned something about there was a phase in my mind that I felt like, ha, I'll get that one chance. You know, like literally put your hand <laughs> on your head and cry your eyes out in the bathroom. But then you go again, uh, just knowing, uh, maybe just with all the love in your heart and knowing that, okay, this is the right partner. But why, what's going on? Then you begin to realize, okay, the person too has not um, learned certain things. Or have not unlearned, yes, that is it, unlearned certain things, especially in our tradition as black people, Africans, Nigerians, Africans, black skinned, um, the culture of the man. I'm, I would say the man being the head because the man is there, the Bible says it. But taking that headship or, how do I put it? Um, being egotistical about it or thinking that is an opportunity to lord it or taking that as an opportunity as i'm better than you god didn't say the man is better than the woman he never said that never, in the case of marriage for the reason of order for the order's sake you love you respect defer to at the end of the day even the madam Ephesians 5, 20, says, submitting to one another. He says, okay, you love, you submit, but at the end of the day, he says, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. So it's the very mid, um, 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 there, there has to be understanding in that. And it stems also from upbringing. What kind of relationships did you see your parents have? Was there temperament combination? <laughs> you know, did you see marriages that worked? Um, and we can't say because your parents married worked and yours doesn't seem to be working yours must work by force and you endure abuse if there is abuse there because if your parents marriages are working it doesn't mean maybe your dad may not have abused your mom but if your husband is abusing you come on so so there are a lot of factors you know but what i felt when i came into marriage because i came into marriage with a mindset of equality <laughs> Yes, it's not that I've not read, read my Bible before. During our courtship, our dating, there are times we'll read portions, you know, um, of that play of the Bible that talks, you know, about marriage and all of that. But to read it and know is one thing. And then another thing, I came with a mindset of equality. And it was looking like the thing wasn't looking equal, but not really even from his part, but from external people. People who are part of a church or a local assembly wasn't they started people who are maybe even extended family members who are looking who are judging thinking that ah, who is this because yeah. the light you bring like the background differences is a huge thing it's a huge thing because people say that okay you marry a man or a man marries a wife and they say oh you marry the whole family no technically you don't marry the whole family but practically is as if you do because it depends on how much, for example, a man or a woman are able to prioritize their nuclear that wants yeah. a spouse above yeah. my siblings know I love them. I'm the firstborn. My husband is the firstborn. I always say that and I always say that. How is it first? I didn't know that firstborns and firstborns don't marry. I mean, nobody, I mean, I'm just saying that now. I'm not saying that to say we made a mistake. But if I really knew that it was a thing. I will have thought twice because I'm carrying responsibility, but parents are still alive in the face of the glory of God. And siblings, you have siblings, I have siblings, you know. But 
the thing about how did your parents bring, bring you up? Did your parents bring you up that you as a firstborn must take, take, take care of everybody and everybody else is allowed to do what they like? I mean, the reality now I'm growing is I look out for my siblings and they also look out for me, right? But it wasn't, I wasn't brought up with that notion that your own life is to just be carrying them along. And then when they know that, then they're allowed to be lazy. You know, I remember one time my dad used to say, not a whole lot, but I remember one time he, he said it to my hearing. I don't know if they were there to my siblings. I don't know, but he was just saying, look, look, I'm training all of you. Don't want nobody to be a burden to the other person. <laughs> you know, I haven't forgotten that. You know, but he's still the same one today that will say, okay, have you heard from your younger ones? But he didn't put that mindset that Nikke, you're like, you're going to drive all these ones because there are some last bones that take advantage of that. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some last bones marry last bones. I'm like, wow, this was just coming <laughs> to enjoyment because the siblings look after them. And not only that, they've even learned from those going ahead. Yeah. And life is easier for them. Yeah. You know, and I think that's why some people have special meetings for firstborn. That's where it came from. Prayer for firstborn. Because firstborn, so there are all kinds of attacks. So I think there were attacks on a marriage too. There were attacks. So let's not even put it down to the human thing. Some things are point blank attack. Because when you strike the shepherd, the sheep, and if you're a firstborn, even if you're not a pastor, a minister, you're significant in the family. You opened the womb. You were the one who made or who were who made, let's use the word made anyway, made that couple a first mother, a first father. So, and you were also the one who they didn't raise well because they didn't yeah. know what they were doing. Ah, come on. I know I'm preaching good. They didn't know what they were doing. Not to talk about if you were the only child. So you were the first one, but now only child. No one even came afterwards. Wow. For them to now say, okay, a sibling came five years later, we are now doing better. And the way you do better with the second and the last one, the first one will be like, my God, they must have hated me growing up. They didn't know. Let me, can I just use this opportunity to say children of which I am one because I am still a child of my aged parents, can we just let go? Can we just forgive? Can we just forgive? Our parents compared us to our other siblings. Some of us, our parents compared us to other children children of their friends and they didn't know and they'll just say it let me interpret those are the children of mr xyz and you know because that's their family with family friends go and read your picture because those ones seem to be scoring high grades and you at that time are struggling and they don't realize as parents that it's not the end that one that gets all the d's and the c's and the s may even be the entrepreneur in the family at the end of the day <laughs> Doesn't like book, but money, business. So we need to be patient. But our parents didn't have those skills. They were not parenting coaches. Come on, we're the parenting coaches in the house. You're doing fantastic. Please keep at it. It's okay. You may not have many followers. Just keep at it. Because when people need you, they'll run to your page. And the parenting coach is telling us that this is how to respond. I saw one. I stumbled on one yesterday on my explore. I wasn't following the person, but I, on my explain, I took a moment to look at it. And I, maybe I saved it, maybe I screenshot, but I, I internalized it. And in my mind, I just thought, hmm, can I rewind? <laughs> I can't. 
Because my children are grown. Whatever has been done has been done. I'm just praying that they have enough mercy to forgive my shortcomings and look more on the good I did than the innocent bad that I did because I know I was not a perfect parent. How could I be a perfect parent? How could I? Maybe even to my firstborn, I was not perfect. Maybe to my second, I was not perfect. Maybe I was more perfect to my thirdborn because I was much older. I'm just saying maybe. To my first, how would I have been perfect? When I was dealing with marriage issues. I'm not saying I'm still not dealing with marriage issues now. It's much better. But when in those early days, I would cry and feel lonely. How would the first child not, who came, I mean, she came literally like two years or something, not feel some of that. So please forgive your parents. Forgive them. I've forgiven mine. <laughs> Um, because when I look at them, they're old and frail. Is that when I have to be you know? Just please, let's just let go so that we can heal and we can do better going forward. If you're in a situation of separation or divorce, please forgive your significant other. Even though it didn't work out, but forgive. Forgive for the sake of your children. Some are thriving. Though they're no more than married, but the children are getting the best of both worlds. They go to daddy, they enjoy some things, they go to home, they enjoy, yet mommy and daddy are not under the same roof. Maybe one day they will come back together on the same roof. But let them be for now, because for now it's working. Don't say, hey, hey, you're divorced, hey, you're divorced, you're separated, my child don't go. No, but for now, the children are getting the love they need. No two marriages are the same. That's another thing that we seem to make uh, a mistake about. We compare, we compare. The truth is, no two marriages are the same. Hey, I was not submit. Hey, I think I submitted to Reverend. Reverend is loving me. Reverend is loving me. The dynamics of that, what yes. does it look like? What does it look like? Ah, give me a husband like Reverend. If you were to ask him, it's not the one on the live. I will still do a live with him. It may be on leadership. It may be on something else. It may not be relationship. But you trust now. As we are doing the live, we go that side. Because there are people that will still ask that question. Because they want to know the inner, inner gist of how we are working it out. 30 years. Yeah. How we are working it out. And he himself will tell you that it's not perfect. But we're working it out. He'll tell you sometimes I'm hard. And sometimes I'm soft. And I'm like, okay. Um, what do you need for the groceries? And he's ready to go. <laughs> Getting <laughs> you know, and someone will hear that alone and run off with it. Ah, so some days groceries, oh, and sometimes drives the children to school. My husband cannot even, even just one child in the house like this, and then they are thinking, they say, Pastor, some maybe, but because I will not tell you the other things, it does not. <laughs> I used to get into trouble a lot then. You know, preach on marriage and family in this town and all that. Father, I'll talk about the, his good stuff. I won't talk about the bad So I, I didn't know some women are thinking, hey, my life, this woman, they enjoy. And then envy begins to come towards me, thinking that I was married to an angel. Then I realized, aha, gang, gang. And he was not saying the good side of me. <laughs> so it now looked like I was the demon, he was the good person. Especially when I just finished preaching a powerful message. Excuse me. We don't live on the pulpit. We don't live. So, okay, it's it's a work in progress. But honestly, what is the deal breaker? What is? I guess I didn't come to that point. Maybe of calling it quits. He didn't come to the point of calling it quits. 
Um, so there was no beating like that. I mean, that kind of be no, there was no beating. There wasn't abuse. But again, what do you call abuse? Um, if you feel your minimizing Kathy Abago sister. I one day Kathy, I used I, I was sharing with my husband about you and something I saw on Facebook, which you know I hardly come into Facebook because Facebook my generation loves Facebook, but I don't. There's too much a jaw there. And I came to Facebook once. Yes, Sister Nikki Abogu, I can see you because you are putting the laughing emoji. But on Instagram, she's called Kathy. And I love her so much. And she loves me. <laughs> and and you'd be surprised. There was one where you were ranting and you were saying that your husband did not celebrate you. Or your birthday did not buy you. Or something, or something, something he didn't. Yes, and you were ranting there. And... Some friends were saying, ah, but you know your husband loves you now. I think your sister-in-law even said, ah, my bros. You said, you, you wrote it, you said, but I like to be celebrated. You wrote it, but I like to be celebrated. It's, from, it's different from, eh, we know our brother loves you. And that was your sister-in-law saying that. And I like that fact that they were owning it and defending their brother that, you know, but you wrote that <laughs> on Facebook in the glare of all. Oh, what I would not do, maybe because my husband is the pastor. So he's like, ah, let me know. That your public, you know, it's a public figure, maybe because your husband is not a public figure, or maybe because you are so real, like me. I'm real, but my realness has limit, so it doesn't look like I am. Anyway, the person doesn't have problem me sharing about it, but the helpers of this will be like, Ah, is that our pastor you're talking to? Like that, because in their eyes, they cannot do wrong. But how do we help people if we keep projecting someone as perfect? How do we help people if he? keeps projecting me as perfect or if i keep projecting her perfect people will say her huh, god when god when because we are pretending we're perfect and you don't know that the same challenges you have to have we have ah so i was yeah sister nika but yeah so one day i was telling her i mean not compare i was just saying that i like to be celebrated but i i never voiced it out to anybody i think he knows he knows but I never voiced her publicly. And this is someone saying, I like to be celebrated. <laughs> she was not ashamed of it. <laughs> you see, I don't know to like to be celebrated. If that is how you are, that's how you are. So there has to be ongoing discussion and there has to be compromises. And there mm. has to be learning. Mm. Don't see so men think, okay, this is what I ordered, this is what I got. So women think this is what I thought I ordered, this is what I got. And now that you've gotten it and it's not what you thought fully, can you own adjust? Can you work with a counselor? Yeah. Some men don't want to work with counselors. Some women are the ones that also don't want to work with counselors. But I've heard more of men not wanting to see counselors than women not wanting to see counselors. Yeah. Because men feel like, hey, you don't want to go and shame me there. If a woman and man that need to work yeah. with counselors, you know, and as a woman, you can propose to the man, okay, you choose the cancer. Okay, let's go to a new cancer. That will make you food. Choose a neutral one who does not know. Actually, that's the best. Who doesn't know either of us? So the person can work with the diagnosis because it's like medical. They've got to ask the background, what happened. When you choose someone that you know and someone that already buys into one person, at the end of the day, it may not work uh, well. Yeah. May feel ashamed and all of that. Let's just work at it until it's not workable. Yeah, it's not workable. Then you're like, okay, Lord, 
God doesn't want you to die there. Doesn't want your soul dead. Some of us are souls are dead. You know, and there were times I had that face when it just looked like I was not alive. I hung in there and I continued to work on it because I knew that it's not an intentional fault of his and mine as well. Um, maybe there were projections, maybe there are things like, maybe there were triggers, maybe there are things he did that triggered me, <laughs> you know, um, of something I may have um, felt even before I got married to him. Um, I had a failed relationship, a relationship broke up before I married my husband. And maybe it could be a sore thing, maybe, and sometimes we overreact. The man or the woman feels, ah, sorry, did I say more than that? And then you two later realize that, ah, that was a bit much. But yes, it shows that that was a sore point. And then you've got to talk about it. Sorry, I overreacted. It means because of this, 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 and then you forgive each other and you move on. It has to yes. be a continual work in progress. And soon, the good days will be more than the bad days. If any bad days at all, soon the, you know, in a day before, before you fought three times and it's reduced to once, then soon you will be thinking, ah, that was the last time you fought two weeks ago. Ah, I'm ungroke. It's like we're growing. Yeah. Then you know you're getting better. And better. You've got to be real with one another. You've got to be honest. But the other person too has to meet you. You've got to meet each other. And you've got to sometimes block out the noise of every other um. Uh, person, my mother-in-law once told me, my husband's mother once told me this. I, I love her. I love her. But she once told me this many years ago, and I can use it because yeah, she's alive and she's my hair. That when she and her husband, that's my husband's dad, were young in marriage, and they used to call themselves my dear. So can you imagine in that day and time? So and then one day, her mother-in-law. My husband's mother, who is your blessed memory now, amen, she's not alive, so I can share it, um, made fun of them. Made fun of them. Made fun of her son. Made fun of them as a couple. Maybe she didn't know what she was doing, intentional or not, but she made it and it stuck. And she said that she, she made, she said, come and see. She, she called, <laughs> it's really, she called her son by his profession. You know, he was a builder. He used to work on the see builders. See, you know, you see them calling my dear. Hey, and she laughed at them. Now she may not have intentionally brought pain, but she told me that that, that was the last time that and we were calling them. And maybe now hey, they've now. I mean, he's in his eighties, maybe somewhere along the line. They've now find a way through, you know. But they're still married. They are still married. Fifty what? Well, that is fifty-six or almost. So they are like fifty-seven years married, <laughs> or maybe even fifty-eight. I don't know because they lost a, a, a child before him, before my husband. Yeah. But she told me that, and I'm sharing with us um, because sometimes we don't know how far we injure, we wound, and bring pain to marriage with our seeming just a smirk there and there and there. Yeah. You don't know because Bible yeah. says what God has joined together, let no man put under, including you who are ushers. Yeah. You see this couple, they are coming with Anko. You are, you know, from the way they are holding their hands, from the way they, you know, they're a couple. They come into church. You say, you, you post the wife to somewhere else. Why? And they are no sister. Tell them wait. Someone is a single couple. 
comes and put them in that space. Look for a single seat. Look for, so, excuse me, please, do you mind moving one seat? Just to create that space so they can sit together. But no, you say, no, 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 you have to follow me. Come, follow me. Follow me. God is in three dimensions. <laughs> it's these little things that help us to share the life of God. And we have a word for the seed that make fun of married people because they see how they are yeah. it's because some of them you say hey, well, that was young some we just internalize it and make them because they were shamed for trying to shine their light on each other she said that's the last time so she was saying please oh, don't be i think then she said don't be like us so my identity you want to call your <laughs> that was yes i think that was very early in her marriage she came to take care of her baby at that time and she just she would share stories painful stories and happy stories but that one i didn't forget and i thought wow that was shaming but you know what if they knew better they shouldn't have stopped her yeah. husband would have said my dear in fact i will look another day mommy if you like go and jump in <laughs> that is your own generation <laughs> do you see that is your own generation you call your generation mama this mama you then we'll call my yeah. mama Nike, they are called by the name of the first one. But then, they should have said, or she as the wife, mommy, mommy, you should have said no. And she said, ah, felt ashamed. So, but you don't make sure you have something you call yourself. You see, so from that pain, she didn't want to repeat in the life of her son and her daughter. But her mother-in-law did it, I believe, out of innocence. Laughed at them. Yeah. But then it, it affected their public intention intimacy or whatever so to speak because it never did that again at least not in her presence and it's not a bad thing it's a good thing so we must stop being ashamed of marriage we must stop being ashamed of our significant other we stop being ashamed of your spouse Please. children will come and go they will leave they too will leave and go and cleave they will leave and go and set up home even if they don't Leave and get married when we expect them to marry. Some will marry from the house. Some will go live on their own. They still leave you to yourselves. You will be an empty nester one day. You will be looking at yourself. What do you want to talk about? So I didn't leave him. I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I mean, continue to work at it because I see him as my life and purpose partner. So even whenever I have those thoughts, I think, hmm, run away. You run away from Papa. <laughs> so I think the way God hooked me into it. But yes, there was nothing really deal breaker that was more like, ha, ah, let me endure this abuse. Still. No, I just knew that certain things will grow out of that we need to grow out of. And that's that we're very far. Maybe because we are also about the same age, five months, uh, what am I saying? Five, two months older than each other. And because of my personality, my mom is very one on one with my dad. She's an extrovert. She's, uh, they're not perfect as well they're just a month apart in their marriage so i'll see my mom you know um she doesn't take things <laughs> i'll see her just really turn things into laughter i wish i could be more that we have that more because i take things personally sometimes yeah i wish i could but she just lets things go back and all of that so maybe because we're age mates we're two months but because yes he's a pastor so again he's my pastor so there's that added respect but we're just two months apart so i'm easy able to say how is she here technical help also actually one bishop on this matter you know so um we're friends 
and we're mates. I love equality in marriage. Um, I love the fact that the man is head and must love the woman and you defer to him. It helps me to be able to say, God, <laughs> we argue this thing. Dude, I, I wanted this. He says, do this. I say, I think we should do this. I don't even let it go for two. I just remember and say, ah, you two. <laughs> you are the head. It's you, God, we are. So I'm covered. I'm no pro <laughs> uh -uh. I don't hold on too much to my own way, maybe in terms of choice of child school or something. Like that. I don't because I quickly remember that. Ah, he's the head now. Oh, thank you, Lord. Even if we are missing it, God will not put the blame on me. He will say, well done, my daughter, because you still submitted. And you had that prophetic feeling that... <laughs> That was not the wrong way. But you didn't drag it too much. You still let it. And daughter, at the end of the day, didn't you see when he said, mm -mm, yeah. you are right. Yeah. Some weeks after. Yeah. And he calls you prophet in the house. Is that not enough? Yeah. But sometimes I say, prophet in the house, prophet in the house. But he would have first suffered deep. But you know what? Again, he's an amazing man. Because he's, my husband is a learner. So he's teachable. He's, and if you have someone who is teachable, no matter how long, no matter how hard, there's no holding on to this how we do it as African men. We will, uh, then you will learn. Because when I say, let me say you are going to the world. <laughs> it, like, again, is sharing, you know, mindset now, it's almost like he's a and it's but very, very different from the culture. Mm -hmm coming into but it's taking patience it's taking work it's taking times where you just sit down like huh? just shaking your leg like god <laughs> sometimes you bitch they didn't tell me before and i'm like oh my god i want to enter down i'm like please you why is it that in stories you just see bow like that and all eyes are on me like they won't pay me i'm like eh it's just so what is all good after COVID, um, I think we need to we need to fight less with our partners and our spouses. We need to fight less. Why? Because we are alive. It's somebody that's alive that can fight. I mean, I don't know why it makes us so much. It's a big deal for me that for two, three years, people were dying, and you are now saying, "Hey, he's talking to me now." It's not it. Hmm. It's because you have your life. You can run your mouth. Hey, COVID did not COVID you away. I don't yeah. know. Take things less. It's not like I'm taking nonsense, but I, I, I let things go more easily now. He also lets things yeah. go more easily now because of the gratitude yeah. of being alive. I mean, America people died like anyhow. They didn't bring our coffin back to Nigeria. And like, you know, I just when I remember that, I'm just like, nigga, let it go. Come on, come on, sweetheart. Uh -huh. So where are we? Going? I just remember. <laughs> So, but I'm not saying be enduring abuse, but be grateful to have each other, and it gets better. It truly does get better. Whoa, our time is fast spent. Okay, I don't know what else you have to say because you just Thank asked you so the question. No, man, you. In fact, you took it because I was going to ask what does submission look like in your marriage, but you answered it as well. Like, thank you, Kathy Abadu. So you much. said this Valentine. But she said, Nikki, who is Kathy about this? She said, This Valentine, you know, I picked about her earlier. She said, I am sending myself fresh bouquet. That's how to go, Jerry. Uh, but hinting that you want flowers now. But in case you already have backup plan, if it gives you flowers, you have two bunches. If it doesn't give, you bring out the one that you mailed to yourself. You smell the rose, you put it in the corner. I think about one week to two weeks, the thing will still be fresh. What is the big deal? Hey, but I want the one that the man will give me. Well, you won't have that song yeah. before. 
Islam, I don't even know, I mean, I'm not sure it's a Christian song, but again, it's all on social media, just hear these things in passion, on reels. I can buy myself flowers, something like that. I don't know the rest, though. Maybe you know that song, Jumaki. He says, I can buy myself flowers. Recently, I heard it, and I'm thinking, ah, uh -uh, this is my philosophy. I can buy myself flowers. My hand is not offending me. <laughs> this Valentine is coming. Please, don't be hung up on it. So people are already getting anxiety, but single people, ah, Valentine's coming, we'll give me gift. Don't go and hook up with someone because of that, please. This is the time women lose yeah. their virginity, they lose their because of, not for one night time, please don't. If you're yeah. in 20s, if you're in your teens, your hair, even your 30s, don't. Valentine is one day. It will come and go. So if you don't have a significant other like that, or you have a brother, tell your brother, you know I don't have husband who send me flower before. Send, yeah, you are allowed for your cousin brother. Please, yeah. it's only if you will open your mouth and be vulnerable and talk. But then some yeah. of us are introverted and we don't have that personality and we're just wishing, hoping someone will. But you know nobody will because who did you talk to the last? Who did you even check on to say hello, Jumoke? How are you doing? Do you see? So maybe this time to remember that your friend, even if she's a girlfriend, to send you girlfriend or. Go get yourself something. Mail it. DHL, well, okay, Nigeria, the mailing system is not working. Just and receive it for yourself. Or go to Tilonis. They are the experts in gifts. Mm? Yes. Shout out to her. Tell her, she's not this language. I'm giving her free whatever. Call them and order. Say, who is it for? Well, say, it is from me to me. Oh, yes. What options do you have? If you've not bought yourself anything this year, then maybe this is the time to buy yourself something as a single person. Or as a married person, knowing that you will receive anything. Because your husband might be the type I say, I want Valentine's gift. Your husband might be like, eh, you have not joined the Bele. <laughs> Nothing for you. We don't celebrate Valentine's this house. It's worldly. It's worldly. Oh, Other days don't I show you love. Other days don't I buy you things. Did mm -hmm. I buy you Christmas? But for Valentine, because I don't believe in it, I don't believe in it. What do you want to do if you believe in Valentine's Day and your husband does not believe in Valentine's Day? He may feel like that's just peer pressure. Take it. Yeah. It is what it is. Don't say it's not romantic. It's, not, yo, it's because you want to show up that see what he gave me on Valentine's Day. What about the other days that he has been giving you stuff? What about the errands he's been doing for you? What about the jobs he's been sharing joyfully with you at home? Yeah. But some men have decided, or some men have decided that I will not celebrate this thing. Not because it's not demonic, but I don't want to go with the flow. What do you want to do? So, yeah. let's not be under pressure. Let's just be yeah. ourselves, okay? God loves us. And you are to die for because he died for you already. Yeah? Go take yourself. If it's you like to eat out and you're single, get a table for one. Make a reservation for one. <laughs> or call that your other friend who is single or who you know is not going to have it. let's hang out on valentine's day and you go and you have a nice day it's okay don't be thinking like, oh, but i wish it was a meal i wish it was no enjoy the fact that you can even hang out with your friend you know yeah but moreover it's, and it's a weekday this year it's not a weekday i don't yes. know what day it falls it's a, it's a weekday i think it's wednesday or there it's been so commercialized yeah. Abroad and at home is being so commercialized. But some of us will say, no, I'm not joining the commerce. What I'm going to give on Valentine's Day is gift of words. I'm going to send five people who matter in my life. Very nice words. Even almost mush.
few words you can send your mom you can send your parents don't have to wait till mother's day before you you can do that your friend this valentine's day and i thought let me words of affirmation words of is a gift yes is a gift yeah. you it's know for some they'll be like is it words i want to eat i beg accounts bang bang let something do in my life <laughs> if the, your friend is that type why not because there's a lot for 100 naira there's a lot for 100,000 a lot is a lot let the person get boom i like a lot because you think it's a text but it's a text with money that shows you that something entered yeah. where you're not <laughs> 500 naira Naira is a lot. 1,000 Naira is a lot. It's okay. So let's spread the love. I'm glad that our next thing is on the 16th um, with my special guest. Do you want me to mention the name? You don't let that person read yes. for that. Yes, please mention. Teresa, <laughs> should I mention the name or should we keep the suspense? I'll keep it. I'm tempted to yes, mention this. No, let me keep it because the thing is, you will see the flyer. I mean, some days before and then. So, any other question? Oh my God, there's so many. Let me see. How does one cope as an empty nester abroad? How do you spice your marriage in the abroad? Thank you. I'm seeing this. Um, someone says, "Why is I try to love the husband? Shouldn't husband be submissive to the wife too?" Uh -huh. So, just that's just in the word. Um, that word respect submission. It means respect, love for men respect love for women means spend time with me quality time i think above all of that where the bible has put it we need to dig deeper to be practical so that's the word broad but we need to dig deeper to see how does this person want to be loved how and that person we know the five love languages find out which one his is he too should find out which one your own is. if he doesn't know then tell him it's quality time. It's that one hour with me. And you're not looking at your phone. You're not looking at anything. Or we're doing what I like to do. And that's it. The rest of the 24 hours, I'll be doing what you like. But that one hour with me. Another person will say, what's the one hour with me? Just looking at me. We're doing nothing. No. Check on me. During the day, send me a text. Or come home with a gift. Ah, ah, even if you just planting. Ah, you didn't see bread on the way. Such women are not materialistic because such men are not material. They just want, they know that if you bring a gift, you must have thought about them for you to buy that thing. Sometimes it's not yeah. about the, how big the gift is, but it's just the, 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 the thought is what matters. So yeah. that one said, How do you cope being empty nester abroad? Ah, you cope none. For us, we do groceries. <laughs> do, do things together as much as you can. Do things. Help one another out a lot. Text. If he's out and you're working at home, text the list and say, hey, do you mind stopping by? What is it? Well, my test goes all in there. Let me not mention the brands. I'm on the way home. And he says, oh, okay. I'll do that tomorrow. Not today. Ask each other of little, little things. Do things for each other. Start from there. Because the romance may not be automatic. Hey, the children have gone through. Yes. But do you want, he's making coffee. Do you want some? He already knows you don't like coffee. So when you're making coffee, do you want some tea? Those little gestures will bring you closer. Because maybe before everything was circled around the children, circled around, okay, there's nothing to talk about. And they are now nosing each 
into the children's lives. You are calling them, you are texting them, you are telling your husband, hey, ah, I called the junior today. He's doing well in school. In fact, he said he had lectures. Uh, if I, that is people face your life. Some of them, mm. like, when they went empty lessons, they me, I'm like, oh, my, my husband to myself. Ah, share him with church people, share him with children. Him. So I'm more that kind of, you know, even though I've gotten so busy too these days, I've also myself becoming, you know. Some really feel the children leaving the room, they feel it so much, and their life feels empty. Don't let your life feel empty. From the beginning, you should have known that you are a steward of that child. And you've got to let that child go and add value to other communities, whether in school, whether in the life of a spouse, whether in another country. I'm going to work in Kuwait. They ah, my life, Kuwait. I just love Kuwait that day. <laughs> it's the child's choice, it's not yours. Everything I've trained you for is Kuwait people that will enjoy it. Yes, it is Kuwait people that will enjoy it. So, maybe because someone joined from Kuwait on man here. That example came into my mind. So, yes, in their abroad, it's time to start all over again. Don't feel lonely. Start all over again. Say, okay, since they've all gone now, let's start afresh. And I tell you, you might go to the next level. Your children will say that, ah, they are coping without us. So they are actually enjoying themselves without us. And they'll be proud of you. Yeah? So I'm trying to round up now. And... We're going to take the next. My guests too will do justice. I mean, we'll do more justice to this in two weeks' time. Um, what about cheating in a relationship? I mean, I've, I've dealt with that earlier on. The cheating is that you have to get help. I won't say, oh, he cheats on you. Oh, yeah, pack your load, leave. Go get help first. Because is he willing to change? Did he do intentionally? Um, what led to it? If he's ready to get help, he's ready to be vulnerable and get help, then there's hope for the marriage to work because yeah. my point you know yeah so it's not the end of the world even though yes it's, it is bad <laughs> you know it is really bad um okay so i think we will stop there and thank you thank you i didn't even finish my notes um proverbs 1822 says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the lord so many are disfavored because of how they treat their wife because he says he who finds a wife finds a good thing so he and obtains favor men need to see themselves as favored when you have a wife see yourself as favored now as a woman too see yourself as a good thing as a good person not because you've done good deeds but this is how god sees you but if you see yourself as less than if you see if your esteem is so down if you see yourself as trash and not a gem then that is how you will be treated. Yeah. Women learn to say, I'm favored, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm a gem, I'm a good thing. Ah, sorry for the man that has not found me or has not really, you know, or that I have not seen that I like or that has not, you know, come into my space to really value me. Continue to, because it is the God's word. You are a good thing. Anyone that finds you, my husband knows he's blessed to have me. I know yes. I'm blessed to have him. He knows he's blessed mm -hmm. to have me. He may not say it all the time, but he knows. He, mm -hmm. not he knows. Because as a woman, too, you don't remain the same. You get yeah. better and better. Maybe when you don't have some habits, you have some habits. Two years down the line, you've worked on those habits. You're no longer the angry, angry, scatterhead. You're work. You know, you work in progress. And he begins to say, wow. 
this thing that I got, the value is appreciating because it's working on her. Yeah. I won't let yeah. her go so that another man will not say, hey, you don't want help. Some people are waiting. Some people are really waiting for your marriage to break. There's some men out there that are eyeing your wife and say, huh, if he doesn't appreciate that, this one I will grab her. Let me just hear D. Divorce. Women like this. You've not heard of David and Abigail. You've not heard of David and Abigail. When he had a Laban died, David just went for her straight. Straight. That was it. So, friends, I've run out of time. I think this is the longest we've done in any instant life. Can I say something? Can I say something? I appreciate you. I mean, I just wanted to say to everyone who's on the live who hasn't had the unique privilege some of us have had to just be with you closely, watch you in your life outside of the pulpit. Because you know on the pulpit, you are, you just seem very unattainable. And you know, but to see you in the day-to-day, -day, I just want to say that you're a perfect example of how a strong woman, a woman with strength, can, I don't know, she, she just took to conquer. You, I've, I've watched you thrive in your strength but also still mix that strength with humility. You know what you are, your personality, you are a force on your own. But you know that force, you are willing to um, submit the force when it needs to be submitted. You are willing to deploy the force when it needs to be deployed, you know, and just function anywhere you are put. You know, I've, I've, it's not easy to submit when you know that you're a powerful person. It's not easy. So and I think that's why a lot of women find it easier. So I just really wanted to appreciate you, Ma. You, you are an example you, to a lot of us. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for being with us as well. And that's thing for women. Have one or two women, whether they work with you or whether that are in your corner, that that truly love you, even though they they know you're not perfect. It it goes a long way. God will help us all. Father, in Jesus' name, I speak healing over souls, people that have seen yeah. themselves as less than, people that have lost their esteem due to marriage, or maybe they're not married, but their esteem is really low. My Father, oh my God, let there be a boost to their esteem. Let them begin to see themselves as you see them. Let them begin to carry themselves with confidence, oh God. Father, let them be they are beautiful and that Christ died for them. Lord, let each woman and even men too on this live and that will watch it lift their head high up and know Man. that I loved. If that is not their Man. reality right now, Father God, we know that the reality will catch up with the mentality. In. Let there be healing. Let there Amen. be healing moment forward. Who need counsel or those who need more attention, Father, give them the great and the possibility to go get more help than what we have shared here. Thank you, Father. Man. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let there be healing in the hearts. Those that can be mended, let it be mended, Lord. But above all, let every heart let children be covered. Let them be covered, grow um, more wholesome than Amen. their parents. In Jesus' name, in our home, let our home Father. Even as we go into Nigeria's elections, Father, let homes and families be healed. This is the bedrock. This is where people can draw strength, no matter how elections go, Father. This is our own cocoon. Where in our marriages and with our loved ones, we can strengthen one another. Let it be well with Nigeria and even with other nations in the world. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen.
Bye for now. See you in two weeks' time with my powerful guest. Jumoke, thank you. Thank, thank you so much. I'm going to thank you, with it. So go comment, go share, and go do all of that.